right, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Timeline, episode 157. And as you know, we are a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I am with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore P-R-A. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Ready for Turkey Day. That's right. Um, our our personal teams uh, didn't do so well last week, but they uh, they righted the ship this week. We both uh, we both got some wins. Uh, it's good good after some tough losses to get yeah. some some wins and uh, keep stacking them in the uh, in the win column. So, on that note. Let's do our thing, man. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, Drew, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. All right, do it up uh, with the good. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough narrowing down to a couple here. I was looking at. Uh, we'll see if you if you get one of them here. But uh, at first, I was looking at George Kittle. Looked like he had a, a pretty solid day. Then realize that he did most of his damage on two catches. <laughs> and then you go and look at the number one tight end still in fantasy football uh, in Travis Kelsey and Bass. 115 yards and three touchdowns just absolutely dominated that game. Uh, I had, I had uh, a game locked up. I was playing against Herbert and Mahomes Monday night, and I had a significant lead until he scored that third touchdown and I lost by something like 1.7 points as a result of that. Um, But it was just, you know, impressive to watch this guy just keep doing it year after year. And uh, yeah, that was just, uh, yeah, none of it. It wasn't just these little goal line passes, shovel pass two yards. He had a nice catch and run and he, yeah, he just made himself uh, the guy in that game Monday night. So Incredible performance. Yeah, I mean, man, did did we did we call for the death of Travis Kelsey? Maybe just a little too early. I mean, coming into it, coming into this season, what were we saying? Ah, oh, it's Mark Andrews. He's the guy, man. It's Mark Andrews. Travis Kelsey's still good, but Mark and Travis Kelsey was like. Well, I mean, I'm still pretty good. I, I, I still know how to play this game of football. Uh, I don't have Tyreek Hill uh, taking away my thunder. Um, the guys that they brought in uh, are all that, just guys. So, yeah, I mean, he's just going to keep doing what he's doing, man. And I know it's eventually going to fall off. But I kind of just look at it like, all right, like I'll I'll probably be there. In that season, he'll still be on my team when he falls off, and yep. I'm gonna be fine with it because I got a lot of he. A comparison I can make is to kind of like to Zeke Elliott. Every year, I was like Zeke Elliott. It's gonna keep doing it, and I, you know, one year you're gonna be wrong. This is the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but I'm like, man, I, I would rather just hold on to that. I mean, unless obviously you got a great deal, I'd rather hold on to that that type of an asset because guys like Zeke Elliott and the amount of times they end up as a running back one are rare. At Travis Kelsey is rare. I mean, when was the last time we saw something like this? Tony Gonzalez? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you have those rare situations, I don't mind holding on a year too late because I know all the all the years before that were really good and, and helped me hopefully uh, win a lot of games and maybe win a couple championships. So, yeah, uh, I love that one. And I kind of not shoehorned, but I kind of brought Zeke Elliott into the conversation because it goes along with my good. Tony Pollard. Now, the Cowboys, uh, I, I, I've heard every adjective for this game, uh, dog walked, dominated, demolished, uh, pick your, pick your favorite one. And that's what they did to the Minnesota Vikings, a 40 to three victory drubbing the largest road win in Cowboys history. Now this, this is a franchise that's won games. They've been on top, you know, and you can say, well, that was 30 years ago, but I mean, they've won double digit games plenty of times in the two, th- uh, maybe not in the two thousands. They were pretty terrible, but the 2010s. Uh, and I think once maybe in the, uh, the decade of 2020 here, the largest, road victory in their history. Tony Pollard was a big reason why. 15 for 80. 15 rush attempts for 80 yards. No touchdowns. That that doesn't sound like a, like a really good running back game until you add in the fact that he had six targets for 109 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, my goodness. I've been asking myself this question. You can you can give me your opinion. Have the Cowboys almost set themselves up to repeat history? Remember when they signed Zeke Elliott? Everyone's like, mm-hmm. "That's a bad deal. You're not supposed to sign running backs for that much money." And by the way, I agree. I was like, "I get it, Zeke. I love Zeke, but God, that's a lot of money to tie up in a running back." But now Tony Pollard is just like. Oh yeah, like I'm really good too. I I can run for over five yards, uh, uh, an attempt. I can catch a hundred yards in a game if necessary. I can yep. score touchdowns at will. I am so scared that I don't think it's going to be in the fifteen million dollar range. Don't get me wrong, but I still wouldn't be happy if it was in the ten million dollar range. If you you know if. if after this season, which I think I think Tony Pollard is going into a free agent year, if I if I'm remembering this correctly, if it's like four years, forty eight million with like forty guaranteed, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm sorry, and I think someone on the free agent market is going to pay him ten million dollars a year guaranteed like it's not even like 10 million dollars guaranteed but really it's like six million dollars yeah i don't 
think that's going to be the case. Because if he makes it to free agency, and I don't know the rest of the free agent running back, so I could be wrong, but he's probably going to be the best one out there. So if you want to keep him, and he's making a really good case to want to keep him. Yep. Um, what do you do? What do you? God, it, that worries me. But I don't want to detract from the from the goodness that was that was Tony Pollard in that game. Um, man, is, is right now is he one of the top ten running backs in the game? Right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the rest of the season, I don't see how he's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I would go even higher, I think, when you start listing, you know, situation, talent, production so far. I mean, who else is going to be out there? Derrick Henry. Saquon. We'll get to him. And, and, and we'll get to him. But Saquon yep. ha- has done very well this year. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, Austin Eckler. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor should be, but his situation is, you know, maybe it's getting better. It looks like maybe Jeff Saturday is going to go and lean on him for the next few weeks. Is he, though? And if this is a guy you want to talk about, tell me to shut up. I don't know. Okay, good. So let's talk about him for a second. He had 50 rush yards in the first quarter of that game. 50. That's pretty much what he ended the game with. Yeah. Like, how how him being that effective was part of the game plan, hey, let's pull back and not use him as much. Like, I don't get – like, they had the Eagles on the ropes. Like, it could have been two straight losses, and then who knows what we're saying about the Eagles as an NFL franchise, <laughs> right? You know – are they are they for real? Are are they the best in the NFC anymore? Like, and they pulled back and didn't score. Let Philadelphia stick around, who also wasn't scoring, and you know gave them enough chances and gave them enough time to to come with the comeback. So. We'll see about how he how he's utilized because I mean, yeah, first quarter was nice. The next three quarters, yeah, left a lot to be desired. So we're talking like five running backs. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure somebody will throw in a one here or one there, maybe here, but like Travis Etienne, maybe, maybe you can. I I mean, I think that's a fair name to throw into the conversation. Uh, I'm not going to be. Kenneth uh, Walker. Ken Walker, yeah, you got to throw him in. Yeah. I mean, they had the bye, but yeah, you got to yeah. throw him in. So, yeah, top 10 easily. And he, yeah. he's probably somewhere in that six to eight range any given week. And the best part is with Tony Pollard is you ne- he never has to be a, a 20, yep. 25 touch a game guy. Yep. They do still have Zeke, and Zeke is still good for certain things. I, I mean, there was one. Score one twice. Touch. Yeah, and there there was one series, I think it was in the first quarter, if I'm remembering correctly. They were on the goal line. They tried Tony Pollard twice. Tony Pollard gets stuffed. He He's 
not in there. And they go, all right, we're going to bring out the big boy now. And Zeke just plows right through. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting, you know, a lot of people said, you know, Dallas, Dallas has now proven that they can be a Super Bowl contender. And I think what I think someone said it, I think I might have can't remember where I heard it now, unfortunately. Somebody said they have the highest ceiling of any team in the league, but they may also have the lowest floor. <laughs> so I mean, you saw the highest ceiling against the Vikings. You saw everybody playing at their best all at the same time. And yeah. you saw the level of talent that the Dallas has. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not um I'm not going to proclaim them in the playoffs yet because there's still a lot of season to play. And tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And I have I have been sad on many of a Thanksgiving watching the Dallas Cowboys play. So I, I am not putting, but I think they have a very good chance of getting into the playoffs. Yeah. And at that point, that I think that's a very dangerous two-headed combo because you can you can get Tony Pollard wearing you out, stretching you big plays, big plays, big plays. And then all of a sudden, here comes the hammer. Here comes Zeke pounding his way through short yardage, goal line, you know third down where he is still a very good pass blocker, but he can catch the ball as well. Yep. And I think in a playoff situation, that's a kind of two-headed monster that can win you a game in a maybe in a cold weather situation like a Philadelphia or, you know, can also just wear you out, you know, if Dak isn't on or CeeDee Lamb isn't on. So it'll be very interesting to see, but that tomorrow's going to be an interesting game because that's an NFC East battle and uh, division games, man. They, they're always crap. I mean, the commanders beat the Eagles, the, uh, the previously undefeated Eagles. So it's crazy. But here's one from Puff Pass Kick. How about Jamal Williams? He's my good for the week. Listen, I have loved Jamal Williams. And if you have ever listened to this show, you know my love for Jamal Williams. I have loved I loved him in Green Bay. I think I loved him even more once he went to Detroit. Yeah. Because he's the type of dude that just loves the game. He has so much passion, and that is so infectious, especially on a team like Detroit that has not won a lot over the last two seasons that he's been there. It's very easy for a team that loses a lot to kind of Oh, you sink down and you're just going through the motions and you're like, man, get me out of here. Get me to the off season. You know, I want to go home. You know, I want to see friends. I want to see family. And you saw it on hard knocks. You see it during games. You know, you see it anytime they have, you know, a live mic somewhere. He's just like, come on, let's go. Let's keep the energy up. Let's keep fighting. And I love that dude. And he just keeps producing Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh man deandre swift yeah you have you know you have um jamal williams there but like he's not deandre swift and they don't play a similar game by the way i'm not saying he is but production wise (laughs) have you really missed a beat (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, this guy scored. I mean, I, I said Tony Pollard scores touchdowns at will. I mean, he, he's reading. Tony Pollard is reading from the Jamal Williams playbook <laughs> because I, has he had a game in the last month where he hasn't scored multiple touchdowns? I mean. Doesn't feel like it. it was he got 12, 12 on the season or something, 11 on the season? Yeah. It's I ridiculous. Mean, and, good for uh, him, man. Uh, yeah, hopefully you got hopefully you got a good deal on him. Maybe the last couple of weeks, the Swift was coming back. If you're a playoff team, maybe somebody wanted to bail and get whatever value they could, assuming that Swift was going to take over again. So he'll be. I think he'll be a good part of a lot of playoff teams. I, I'll say this: I made a meteoric rise um, in Scott Fishbowl and snuck into the playoffs. And one of the reasons why was because of Jamal Williams. I'm not even going to lie and say that. But Jamal Williams is always the type of guy that I love getting in a Scott Fishbowl situation. It's like, okay, you're never going to pay a high pick for him. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he just sits on your bench all season and he does nothing because DeAndre Swift, Swift is healthy and getting the lion's share of the touches. But man, if if the guy in front of him gets hurt, Jamal Williams has no problem showing out, and he has been doing it this year. Uh, I I love that one, Puff. I love that one. That's that's a very good one. But now, Drew, we got to sink our heads a little bit, and we got to get into some of the the bad from Week Eleven. Man, I was I was expecting a big stat line from Saquon this week going against the Lions team that for a lot of the season has given up a lot of points. Um, the Giants have had some really, really good wins this year, you know, controlling the ball, letting Saquon do his thing. And uh, 15 rushes for 22 yards was hard to look at. And, you know, it, it's tough because I'm, I'm happy for the Lions winning a couple games in a row. Uh, feels like they're getting some things together here. Un, some unreal plays on defense. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson with a ridiculous interception. Um, I, I don't know that I really blame Daniel Jones for that one. Uh, he probably wasn't a great decision. Not a high percentage chance it was going to get to the receiver, but the interception itself was just a, a ridiculously athletic play. But um, for all the good that Saquon has done this year, this last week, it looked like he was set up to have a really solid week. And to see that in a couple of leagues, um, that was tough. I I uh, sat I sat DeAndre Swift this week because uh, I, uh, I I knew Saquon was going to do his thing and would have would have had a much closer matchup had I switched it out. But, um, but yeah, it's one week. I, I'm not down on Saquon for the rest of the season by any means. I think I, we said it last week. A healthy Saquon is such a difference maker um, for his own performance for the team. So hopefully he bounces back and and gets back into rhythm this week. But, yeah, last week was definitely a letdown from Saquon. Yeah, and it's it's tough because when you have a guy who's playing as well as he's been playing, I mean, there's no way that you go, doesn't matter what the matchup is, you go, all right, he'll be fine. He'll figure out a way to get his. And that game was just kind of bad for the Giants overall. Detroit – who we were just talking about came in there and uh, really put the put the beat down on him. It was a little shocking, um, to be honest, because the Giants have been that team that just figures out how to win, right? They they don't have the talent. They shouldn't have six wins right now, 
or seven wins. I don't, I can't remember how many wins they have now, six or seven. Uh, they shouldn't have that many, but they do. And it's because of, of grit, determination, good coaching. Um, and this week, it just, it didn't work out. The talent kind of almost caught up to them, but um I wouldn't be shocked if if Saquon comes out on Thanksgiving and he he feasts a little bit. He has, I hope he, so. He has a little turkey, has a little stuffing, <laughs> put some gravy on those mashed potatoes. You know, I, I think, you know, as much as I as I really like the the Cowboys defense, uh, I think that uh, Dayball is going to make that a point of emphasis. Okay. We messed up last time, but we're not going to mess up twice in a row. So It'll be interesting to see um, how Saquon is deployed. All right, so here's here's my bad. I'm actually going to keep with the theme here of Dallas Cowboys. And you would think, man, you win forty to three. Who was who was bad? Who could have been bad? Um, starting tight end Dalton Schultz. Three okay. reception, three receptions for twenty-two yards. Uh, look, I, I may mention of this <laughs> during the offseason. I did not believe in the Dalton Schultz type. He has one game, one double-digit game this year, double-digit fantasy point game and half point PPR. That's mm. not good. They're not good. And I think this was a big reason why he was franchised and not given a long-term deal because I, I think that the Cowboys kind of knew that but also didn't want to leave themselves in a position where, you know, you're relying on uh, the Peyton Hender shots of the world <laughs> to uh, to get you through an entire season. So don't show it's funny. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. In a big win like that, you expect your starting tight end to have more than three for 22. And listen, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe the Cowboys go, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to use Dalton Schultz a little bit more. <laughs> uh to attack the attack the Giants defense. But it they didn't do it against Minnesota. And that was a game where I mean they literally did, I think they scored on their first seven or eight possessions. So um you know that's it. You know, I I, I will point out the bad on my on my real life team because I, I think it's important to uh to not be biased to to give the whole picture. So that's my bad, but Drew, we gotta do it, dude. We got we gotta get ugly here. Who is your ugly of week eleven? Yeah, I'll I'll start nitpicking my team once we win a couple Super Bowls. Till then, it's all roses, man. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going the other side of the the ball for that game, but I'm gonna go with uh, for my ugly another team that only scored three points. The starting quarterback uh, had a appalling response to an interview question in the press conference, um, which it is, it makes no surprise that he will not be starting this week. Uh, but Zach Wilson, um, 
what a <laughs> what an ugly ugly from kickoff through departure uh nine for 22 77 yards could not get points on the board uh you saw garrett wilson call his team out wanting better um i don't know how as a franchise quarterback you don't have the wherewithal to understand how you support your defense through time of possession through scoring um you know, I, I would have to believe if Russ Wilson was at, at the podium, he would at least say the right thing. And you saw a stat, I think, this week that if they could score, was it 17 or 18 points, he'd be eight and eight and two or something as a franchise, the the, uh, the Broncos. But uh, but yeah, just a, a terrible, terrible performance there from Zach Wilson. I think proving a lot of folks who are out on him early uh, right. Um, I, I think I, I took a lot of early shots uh, because he was sitting there and later in the first round in some, some super flex drafts and, you know, just thinking, Hey, early draft capital, I'll, I'll sit this guy or he'll be my fourth quarterback and you know, the upside, the return on that'll be huge. And it's looking like the opposite end of that equation is coming my way in a lot of cases, but um, not just the performance, but then also afterwards, did not did not feel like a lot of leadership and responsibility and ownership in that in that game. Yeah, and I actually, um, it, it was crazy the response to that question because you hear guys all the time, especially after losses. I, I didn't do enough. I, I didn't help my team enough. I need to do better. Even even we need to do better. Even sometimes. You, you'll hear like a uh, like an Aaron Rodgers quarterback. He he may not say I need to do better, but he'll say we need to do better as an offense. For Zach Wilson to just go, I didn't fail anybody. Two yards, two in the second half. Mm. Someone broke it down. They averaged like yeah inches, two point four inches per play in the second half. Or maybe it was 3.4 inches per play in the second half. Think about that. Three inches. And you know, a lot of a lot of people sit on the couch and go, I could do what so-and-so just did. But man, Drew, I think we got a real legitimate shot to average three inches a play. I'm not setting the bar high. I, I couldn't go out there and say I could average three yards a play. That would be silly. That would be ridiculous. No, no. But three inches of play? I think we may have that in us. Three inches of play. We may have that in us. I, I mean, that was a crazy answer, though, to that question. The obvious, the obvious right answer. I mean, and this is obvious. Yeah, I, I didn't do enough to help our team win today. And you know what? Everyone in that locker room would have been like, he gets it. He understands. He has awareness of what's going on around him. To just be like, nope. Our two yards of offense that I lead is adequate. It's fine. It doesn't hurt us in any way. <sighs> That's crazy. And I, tra- I-, I traded for him. I traded for him in a trade mm-hmm. addicts league. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that I'm totally blowing up, ripping it down to the studs. And 
I took Zach Wilson back in the trade because he was young. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, listen, he's young. This was before the Brees Hall injury. He has Brees Hall. He has Garrett Wilson. He has Corey Davis. He has Tyler Conklin. He has a good offensive line. They have, they have built an offense that if they have a quarterback come in mm-hmm. and just do fine, not elite, not top three in the league, just average. They, they can be okay on offense. And Zach Wilson led them to two yards in the second half. Going back to last week, what would, what, would Ty, what would Taylor Heineke do with that team? Oh, dude. Oh, Garrett, Garrett, we'd be talking about Garrett Wilson as one of the best wide receivers in the league. We would. Because, by the way, Garrett Wilson is one of the best rookie wide receivers of this season. I can't even spit it out. He's been that good. With Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson as his quarterback. Think about that. Yep. We always talk about, oh, wow, this wide receiver has a bad quarterback. And we say with DJ Moore, right? Mm -hmm. DJ Moore can't succeed because he's had the Kyle Allens and the broken down Cam Newtons and the PJ Walkers and the Sam Darnolds of the world. Garrett Wilson is doing well for a rookie with Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. Talk about like a quarterback combination that you don't want to have if you're a wide receiver and and he's doing well as a rookie i think mike white's gonna have a game this week oh mike white mike white is going for like 300 yards two touchdowns like garrett wilson's going off we might even we might even see the the awakening of elijah moore remember him you remember him he might wake up. I like that guy still. I like him too. I like him too. I don't want to anymore because I don't know what. I'm hoping that the and I've actually been thinking about this. I hope this is a Brandon Ayuk situation. Mm. Year two, he got in the doghouse for some reason. He had to fight his way out, and now this season we see Brandon Ayuk a, a much bigger part of that San Francisco yep. 49ers offense. And I'm hoping in 2023, we, we see the same thing. Elijah Moore got himself into the doghouse for some reason, you know, and, and you know, you have the, the Robert Sala, uh, Kyle Shanahan connection there. So maybe, you know, we're getting some of the same stuff. Got himself in the doghouse. He fights his way out 2023. You got Garrett Wilson on one side. You got Elijah Moore on the other side. You got Brees Hall in the backfield. You got somebody who's not Zach Wilson at quarterback. Maybe it's Mike White. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. But, like, (laughs) 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 Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Mike White's going to have a game, too. I can't wait for it. It should be a lot of fun. But let me get to my ugly. And before anyone jumps on me about my ugly, I am going to explain myself. My ugly's name is Kadarius Tony. I remember all the people Kadarius Tony got traded to the Chiefs. 
RIP the rest of the league. Kadarius Tony is that dude. And I've been listening to the Kadarius Tony is that dude talk since since the draft season last year. Or I'm sorry, two years ago, I guess, technically. And I, I watch it and I go, he's a great gimmick player, but what else is he? And then he's been in the league. He had, he had that huge game against my Cowboys, by the way, <laughs> for the Giants. And then like spent the rest of the season in the blue tent. What did we see last week? Oh, Kadarius Tony, get your popcorn. We told you. We told you. <laughs> and I said, like, but like, don't people notice is what Kadarius Tony does? He has that one big game to build up all your confidence. And then his faulty hamstrings take it all away. Listen, Kadarius Tony is might be a nice guy. I don't know him personally, so this is not a personal attack on Kadarius Tony. But haven't we seen this enough? The the man is a walking soft tissue injury. He's going to have this one game every, what, five, ten weeks? And then the rest of the season, you're just going to be like, oh, God, you remember when Kadarius Tony had that one good game? And by the way, you can cue this up for the talking points going into the 2023 season. Kadarius Tony had that one big game. You remember, guys? The one, oh, he's going to go. He's going to be great. Listen, you can have all the faith in Kadarius Tony if you want to. And that's fine. But it's not going to be me. It ain't going to be me. You can keep your Kadarius Tony. Um, I laughed when the Giants took him. I was happy when the Giants took him. Um, Was proven right on that one. And the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs gave up a couple of day two, day three picks. So whatever, like they're, you know, they're, that's what they are. You know, they're going to be fine. They're not going to miss those picks. Those picks, you know, they do draft well, but I mean, they're, you know, they're not going to be like, oh man, we really messed up sending. I think it was a third and a fourth to mm-hmm. the Giants. They're, they're not going to sweat that. So, um, but yeah, Kadarius Tony, dude, you know, he got, he had not, by the way, he had nothing in that game before the injury. I think the injury took place in the second quarter, if I'm remembering that game correctly. He had nothing. So it's not even like you could say, well, you know, he, you know, kind of like Odell did in the Super Bowl, where Odell was like three for mm-hmm. 50 before he got hurt. You know, I could even, I could even listen to that conversation and go, all right, like he was averaging, you know, 18 yards of reception before he got hurt. Um, but he had zero. He had a zero spot. And that's going to be the thing with the, the Kansas City wide receiver room all season, and that's what it's been the first 10 weeks of the season. You have Travis Kelsey as your tight end, who's your main pass catcher, and then whoever decides to be a dude that week. Maybe it's Juju. Maybe it's Kadarius Tony, Maybe it's Miko Hardman, <laughs> maybe it's yeah, yeah, yeah. could be MBS, could be Scott yeah, Moore. MB. Right. So, you know, we'll see this. Um I want I want to throw uh one of uh 
one of the comments up there. Um, you you could pick either of the last two that Puff Pass <laughs> Puff Pass kick put up there. That uh, <laughs> this was a good one. A walking soft tissue injury. Wow, so cold, but unfortunately so true. Listen, Puff Pass, Puff Pass kick. My style is just being honest. And even though we're talking about opinions here, you know, I am loud and proud with all of them. Sometimes they end up well, and sometimes they end up poorly. But Kadarius Tony never, never really leapt off the screen, you know, in the pre-draft process couldn't. for me. He couldn't. Right. He has no hamstrings. Yeah. Good point, Drew. Yeah. He's more of a, a limping soft tissue injury. <laughs> also true. <laughs> but like sometimes you you know you have to understand and, and you know all of the all the medically trained people who I, I respect a lot will say there's no such thing as injury prone. And and uh, by the way, I 100 percent believe that. So this isn't a oh they're stupid and I'm not, because obviously when it comes to medical things, they are going to be infinitely more smart than I am. But they're just players that get injured more than others. And we've seen it with players. You know, we, we've talked about, you know, we, every year we go into the draft, all right, who do you like? Where do you like them? And there's always a guy or two that you go, man, I really like them, but I can't take them, you know, maybe with a third round pick because he's always injured. I got to take him with a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick because I can't afford to waste a third on a guy that may miss 10 games. So that that's what it is. But that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Drew, do you do you want to open up the old inbox and look at some traits? Yeah, we got a we got a couple sitting in there for uh, a league that uh, we Josh and I decided to jump into one of the safe leagues, do an auction draft last spring, and uh, things have not gone quite as as we had hoped. Um, not hot garbage. Uh, we're toward the bottom here. Uh, Herbert got injured, which didn't help us for a little bit. Uh, running back situation here. Javante got hurt early on. Um, we, uh, we actually had what I, what I consider was a pretty solid, solid draft out of the deal here, but we are sitting here right now, second from the bottom. So we're, we're drawing, I think they do potential points for this. So let me just double check here, but we're drawing somewhere around. And, but, but we don't have, we don't have our first round pick. We don't have the the one up two. We'll have the two Oh two at this point. Yep. Um, so we've got a, an offer from the sixth place team who is kind of on the fringe. And uh, we'll start with his here. He's, he's looking at sending us Kate Otten, rookie tight end for the Bucks, his first and second next year, which presumably will be in the, top, in the bottom half if this move works out for him. And, and he'd like us to send over one Deontay Johnson and an injured Dallas Goddard. All right. So hold on here. What I'm going to do while you, uh, while you're reading out these trades is I am going to run them through DTC 
okay. just to get a, a baseline. Yeah. Uh, this is not going to be the end all be all on what we, um, what we decide, but I, I, I like using this as a good starting point to say, uh, are we in the ballpark? Are we too far away? What can be added? What can be taken away? Yeah. So on our side, Deontay Johnson and Dallas Goddard would be the players we're giving up. And according to DTC, we are giving up 51.9 points of value. For, uh, for any listeners that are not familiar with the Safe Leagues format here, this is a 12-team Superflex League, start 10, full PPR, and then two points per reception for tight ends. So pretty heavy tight end premium here. Yeah. So uh, we, we landed with Goddard after missing out on a couple of the, the higher-end guys. Um, so we wanted to make sure we got somebody who had a chance to be you know, a top three tight end each week, you know, any given week, and we felt pretty good there. And now, obviously, with where... Jalen Hurts has been this year. We feel we felt very good most games going in or most weeks going into that with Dallas Goddard there. So, oh, yeah. uh, and then of course Deontay Johnson, friend of the show, uh, be another tough one to, to part with. Uh, honestly, 50, 50s feels a little little high to me. I was thinking we'd be in the like the forty two range ish, like maybe twenty five, maybe twenty five and twenty. Well, based Dallas- on the settings. Dallas Goddard alone is 33 points. And I think mm. that has to do with the tight end premium. Yep. Yep. And the fact that he's only 27. He is. He so is. he's young for the tight end position and has been producing. And yep. the tight end premium obviously boosts him up. Yep. So on the other side, the first round pick, the second round pick, and Kate Otten come out to 39.4 points. So there's there's a uh, a discrepancy there, so to speak. So what do you what are you thinking here, Drew? On its face, forget what I just told you, and maybe on, on future deals that we talk about on this show, I, I won't give you the points first. I'll sure uh, I'll give a we'll chat about it and then decide. Kind of, you know, then I'll give the points to see if it kind of matches up with what we're thinking. But just on its face, for, forget that you heard the points. What what did you think when you initially saw this deal? It's not that far off for me. Uh, I think where I landed originally is that I wish that this league format gave us some more future picks because I, I would have, if that was a 24 first instead of 23 second, I think I'd be uh, more apt to do it. Gives us a couple of shots in the next couple of years. Um, I'm looking at Sand Section's team here as well. Uh, he's got Mahomes and he's got Watson about to come back from suspension. So I think he's hoping for a, a big lift there in the playoffs at quarterback. Uh, just lost Melvin Gordon to free agency. So he's got David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan, who's had a couple of good games lately, especially depending on what happens with Mixon this week in uh, concussion protocol. Uh, he's got Algier and Cook, James Cook, as rookies that it could be spot starters. And then you go to his wide receivers, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Lockett, Khalil Secure. So I can see why he wants a little Deontay Johnson in his team. And then tight end, he's got a couple of guys that have put up some decent 
results lately in Juwan Johnson. David Njoku is flashing a little bit, and he's got George Kittle. Um, so I, I see he's looking to, to make that move for wide receiver now, get that what he assumes will be a lift from Deshaun Watson when he comes back. So, uh, But I, I still think there's a chance. Uh, I'm looking at overall. He is the... One, two, three, four, five, six. He's exactly the sixth, sixth place, sixth in points four as well. So he is middle of the pack. So I, I don't know that I see, you know, at six and five, it, he'd have to have quite a few things go right to get that draft pick to drop a ton next year in 2023. Um, so I, I don't hate it. I would like to have a, 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 either another piece that we like, maybe a, a young guy that has some upside. Um, you know, if he had an Isaiah McKenzie to throw into this deal with us to give us something back, which I think in this league we may actually have him, I'm not sure. Um, but something like somebody like that, um, I would be more apt to do it. I- I'm close though. I'm probably uh 60 40 no to yes on this one. All right, so I- I'm I'm actually a lot further away than you are, and here's my reason why. I just I just looked it up on, on Fantasy Pros while you were talking. So through week 11, and by the way, Dallas Goddard didn't play this week uh, due to injury. And has had a bye. You know, the Eagles have had their bye already. So he hasn't played for two weeks. He is currently tight end five. He is... Two points off of Zach Ertz, who unfortunately was another player that didn't play this week due to injury. Yep. Um, but six is Pat Fryermuth, a player that I love immensely. He is, even with the, the two-week disadvantage, he is 15 points ahead of Pat Fryermuth. And he, he didn't play last week. <laughs> so my thing is, is that do I want to give up a young tight end for Kate Otten, who to me is nothing? That's a zero piece right there. Because let's face it, who's the quarterback there next year? Lane Gabbert, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones. There ain't going to be nobody on the level of Tom Brady. So Kate Otten is a zero for me. And then a first and a second for a young ascending tight end. And, and listen, Deontay's falling off. I get that. But to me, that Dallas Goddard on his own is a one, is, is worth a one plus. Now, if you tell me we ch- that and I don't know if we can because I have not looked at his picks yet. If we can change that 23 second into a 24 first, sign me up. That that that's where I go. Okay, now I can start looking at this deal and seeing if there's little tweaks that I want to make to it. But past that, I'm, 
I'm not interested because, yeah, it stinks that I felt like we did really well drafting and, and you know, Javante got injured and we went, kind, we did kind of go like hero RB. So when your hero gets hurt, it's not yep. uh, going well. And then, you know, we had Herbert and then we traded him for Lamar Jackson because Herbert was struggling. Um, I felt we had a mass of wide receivers that would just make up the difference. Deontay was one of them, and he hasn't been doing what he was doing the previous years. Um, now, if this was Zach Ertz, and I know Zach Ertz is out the whole season, so it's kind of not a fair comparison. But let's just say Zach Ertz was going to be out four weeks like we think Dallas Goddard's going to be a 32, 33-year-old tight end? Okay, yeah, sure, let's do it. But I got six more years of, even if you, let's not even say six. That might be asking for a lot for him to be top five until he's 33. But three more years of a top five guy? I don't know if I just want to give that up for a mid-first, mm-hmm. mid-second, and a guy that I think is a zero. That's just my personal opinion. So I think we're both okay with countering. But what are we okay with countering with? Because I, I kind of gave my yeah. I'm, I'm looking on here, it. and uh, you know, he's looking for points. Uh, I think if we if we looked at you know replace Dallas Goddard with somebody who has been performing the last couple of weeks with an Austin Hooper. And he can keep, uh, you know, I'm fine taking a shot on Kate Otten, young tight end. I mean, we did that. We drafted Brevin Jordan late, seeing if he'd pan out, which is what it is. So I, I could really go either way on, you know, whether we take the you know unknown of Kate Otten next year or the unknown of, of a later second. Um, so like Deontay and uh, an Austin Hooper for a first and a second. So sell them. Deontay and Austin Hooper. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm either get I'm the down. first and the second, or I, I would be, I would probably settle for first and Kate Otten. All right. I let's... could probably switch those, either of those around. I'm not saying that Kate Otten's worth the second. I think the second is more valuable. Um, but ultimately, for me, that would be give me a 2023 first for Deontay Johnson. All right. Let's see. So just just to confirm, because I put it in the calculator here, Deontay and Austin Hooper for Kate Otten and a first and a mid first, a mid first. All right. So we would be giving up twenty one points of total value against thirty points for Kate Otten and a mid first. Okay. So I don't swing pendulum back a little back a little further the other way. Yeah, and I don't I don't mind doing that because my thing is is that I think you get and this league is different because there is a trade deadline. But I I think if you're the six seed, you need to swing for the fence. Like if your if your goal is to amass points to win, and not just not just win this year, but win for multiple years. I mean, Deontay's only 26. Could he go down the juju path? 
he sh- he sure can because nobody thought Juju was going to go down that path, and he has. But what if this is just a one-year blip on the radar, and you Where's bought that? you bought DeAndre for? I mean, you have to assume Kenny Pickett's going to get better next year, right? Just kind of natural progression. Um, as long as he's not another Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, he ain't looked that good either, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but may- maybe you know. Matt Canada goes back to Canada and they get a, you know, a competent offensive coordinator and, you know, their general manager finally decides to maybe pick up an offensive lineman there too. Um, Things could be different. So this could just be a one-year blip for Deontay Johnson. He goes back and that's a guy that if he does go back to being what he is, you know, a first round pick is a steal. It's not, you know, because think think about it, at the end of last season, he probably wouldn't have been able to get Deontay for first. Probably not. It would have been a first plus. So if you get him for a first and he gets back to what he is, you stole you stole. And that those are the kind of moves, you know, when you're that sixth place team, if you if you're going for it, if it's all in for the championship, you gotta overpay for a little bit. So I don't mind sending this as a cool. Um as a counter, so does it, uh, it? What's the what's the value difference if we switch out K. Dotton for a twenty for a, a mid twenty three second? All right, let me do that real quick. I th- I think it's actually gonna it's gonna end up being more of a discrepancy because okay, I know that's what sec- I would expect. The second is like double what K. Dotton is. Okay, so we would need two K. Dottons to equal the second. Okay. All right, so I'll delete the second. I'm going to replace Dallas Goddard with one Austin Hooper, who has scored like 30 points or 35 points in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. So two for two. Kate Otten in a first, Deontay Johnson and Austin Hooper. Sent. I like it. Boom, we're just knocking these out. Okay. The next one we've got here is from the first place team. Oh, uh, so they are looking at some running back help. They are asking about Jamal Williams, who we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. who time to get him from us would have been a couple weeks ago, maybe. Uh, and a Kareem Hunt who will have Deshaun Watson. Yes, yes, yes. Under center. So they are working through uh, a Khalil Herbert injury. Uh, Zeke Elliott and Antonio Gibson are their first two, our top two running backs right now. Oh, just kidding. They also have Tony Pollard, who we talked about earlier. So I think they're just looking at some depth here, and they're they're trying to get some depth relatively cheap. And uh, they've recently lost Kyle Pitts, which, let's be real, for this season has not been a, a significant loss. They've still got Cole Komet, who's been coming on here. <coughs> so I'm a little surprised they're not coming after uh, – a tight end as well, but uh, they've sent us a couple of offers, including uh, one that includes Austin Hooper. They're offering us their second, third, and fourth. So right now, the one twelve—I'm sorry, yeah, the, the two twelve, the three twelve, and the four twelve—for our Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, and Austin Hooper, which for me is not not close. I think you're muted still. The Suar hit that button, but um, 
yeah, stop that. We're not doing that. That's that's crazy talk. Yeah, I think when you're when you're going for all of it there, I, I mean, if you're looking at those three guys, I don't know. Am I crazy to ask for the one twelve at this point for those guys if they're trying to make that push to win it all for all three? Yeah. Well, let's go to the calculator and see what it says. You know me. I would I would not mind whatsoever grabbing a first round pick. Oh, uh, do they have theirs? I'd have to take a look and see. Uh, according according to the calculator, they don't. But sometimes things don't come over. Oh, you, you have it where it links up. Good yeah. for you. Nice. Well, you know, I, I I try. I try really hard. Yeah, they do not. They just have their second, third, and fourth. All right. Do they have their 24 first? We don't get those in this league until 2023. So oh, you only have right. next year's. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So we need to be a little bit more creative, which is fine. I like I like creativity. So Let's look at what is going on and let's what's what's the value difference between Kareem Hunt and Jamal Williams at this point? I gotta think Kareem Hunt's probably worth a little bit more. He's actually worth like almost double. Okay. Which this is gonna be one of those situations where I don't think the calculator is going to give us kind of like what we're looking for. Because I mean you have an age Kareem, difference. Jamal Jamal Williams, according to the calculator, is worth like hold on here. Is worth five. Like a like a third plus. Okay. Which if this was week one, I would say I get it. But like what we've seen Jamal Williams do and what his worth is to a contender, it's not a third plus. It's it's at least a second. And if we're talking about 212, it's a second plus. Okay. In my opinion. I don't yep. know if you agree with me on that, but that's where, where I'm standing if you're trying to win the chip. I don't think a second plus is like crazy. So let's see here. I'm like trying to look for players that would work with us, but like also that are reasonable. See, so, yeah, I'm looking at a guy like uh, a Khalil Herbert who's injured for a few weeks. I like that. Um, I think they're probably depending on Hollywood coming back this week. So they're, they're in great shape and wide receiver with Hollywood, T Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown and Mike Williams limping along. I don't think we're we're going to touch any of those guys with the the players they're asking for. All right, let's see here. I got I got something going here, but let's see what the, the numbers say. Oh, that is not that is not the player I clicked on. I'm sorry. It uh it gave me a player I did not click on, so I want to go back here so that. I'm giving you accurate information. Don't want to, uh, don't 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 want to deceive you or the people. Uh, yeah, I'm looking but, at the rest of their roster. I don't know. If there's a whole lot that makes sense otherwise, and you know, unless we want to see if they want to give up like a 
a Jimmy G or a Jared Goff. Um, since we are aging at quarterback with with Rodgers, you know, we we have Taylor Heineke, which is fun. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's something that you want to maybe make a swap there and see if uh, you know uh. if Jared Goff is the the one hundred and one gets a third chance somewhere else or a fourth chance somewhere else. Like, yeah, but the, don't we kind of know what Jared Goff is? Like Jared Goff is fine, but like. I would either I, so here's my thing about when I'm trying to quote unquote rebuild or I, I like the way they say it on the junkies retool. Mm-hmm. I either I either want a guy, obviously previous to all this stuff, but a guy like Zach Wilson, where it's like young and you can at least hope for upside. Or I, I want to pick like a Jimmy Garoppolo, is he gonna go somewhere next year? Sure he is. Does that mean he's going to be any better than he is now? Maybe. I don't know. You know, Jared Goff, same thing. Like, can he get a job somewhere next year? Sure. But, like, is he the quarterback of the Falcons next year? Like, And then are you still just like, oh, please, give me Jared Goff. He's he's the new quarterback of the Falcons. This is going to be great. Or is he, like, the next in the long line of quarterbacks for the Indianapolis Colts? Like, so I don't like grabbing those guys and rebuilds because like, yeah, you're going to flame out on your guys like Zach Wilson and, and stuff like that. But like another young guy that people were probably trying to grab was Justin Fields. Cause he had a garbage year and had a garbage like first four weeks of the season. And now we're all like, Justin Fields is man. He's, he's, you know, he's going to be a top eight quarterback next year in Superflex, you know, like, so um, I like uh, at quarterback in a Superflex league, I, I'd rather shoot my bullets at those kind of guys. But um, so I, I threw something together here and tell me what you think. So Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, Austin Hooper for Khalil Herbert and a 2023 second. Now, I will preface this by saying that right now in the calculator, they only have picks as mid. There is yep. no high, low, you know. So Yeah, except for first round, right? Yeah, except for first round. So this is a mid-2023 second, so we can kind of adjust it accordingly. But if we gave up Hunter or Hunter, wow, where did I read that from? Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, and Austin Hooper. Maybe I just combined uh, Kareem Hunt and Austin Hooper there. Um, For Khalil Herbert and a 2023 second, we would be giving up 13.6 points in value. He would be giving up 14.1 points in value. So very close. Now we could probably not call in. Throw the third in. I would throw the third in as well. You would throw the third in as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, they're, they're the first place team trying to. All right. And it doesn't really, I mean, it ups it to like 15.7. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like a huge, uh, huge imbalance. So what would you think about a trade like that? Hunt, Williams, and Hooper for Herbert, a second and a third. Uh, I'm definitely open to it because, I mean, 
some of those guys that you're talking about, I think Kareem Hunt out of that group is the only guy that probably has any foreseeable value for us mm-hmm. um, as we retool. So whether it's next year or the year after, um, I think Jamal Williams will just continue to, to lose value over time. Um, so meaning this season, so him, Austin Hooper, I could see Austin Hooper. I know there was a lot of expectation for him going to Atlanta, um, having an opportunity there. So he, he's one of those guys that probably is annoyingly good every now and then, uh, which if we get to keep Dallas Goddard and if we end up getting Kate out, I think if we can get Kate Otten in the first to happen, then I, I would absolutely make this trade pretty easily. Uh, if we don't have a lot of other picks to, if we don't have a first to reload somewhere, like get a running back or something like that, uh, I think we'd be we'd be kind of uh, deciding next year early on uh, wh- which direction we want to go, especially depending on how Javante comes back from that injury. Yeah, and I think too. Obviously, it's harder to get picks during the off season. That's when they accrue the most value. But if Devonta Smith or Deontay Johnson ends the season, you know, like three, four games just on a tear, they just blow up, right? Whenever the, the trade window opens, like, God, do you remember what he did the last three games? The last year, he was crazy. He was really good. And sometimes you can't get people to go, you know what, here's my first man. I, I got to have all of that. So um, I, I want to ask you a fun question, though, uh, before I give my opinion on this. And I don't know if you're looking at anything right now, but who's older, Kareem Hunt or Jamal Williams? I expect it to be Jamal Williams. I, I, my guess would be Hunt's in that 26, 27 range, Jamal Williams either on the back end of 27 or early into 28. They are both 27 years old. Okay. I thought for sure Jamal Williams was like a year or two older than Hunt. And uh, what I love about DTC, among many things I love about DTC, is that they throw the age up right up there when you put them into the calculator. And I was like, wow, they're both 27. Because <laughs> like okay. we're, ta- we're, we're talking about the fact that that Hunt has this value because, well, he can go to another team next year and be the guy. But then it's like, that's like 28-year-old Kareem Hunt trying to be the guy. You know how we feel about, you know, running backs once they get past like 25, 26. We're like, don't don't touch, don't touch, don't do that. So um, I do like, I love Jamal Williams. Like it hurts me to say that I, I'm. I'd like to get rid of him, but in this situation, um, this is probably the highest his value is ever going to be. Yeah. Um. And we have to capitalize on that. Khalil Herbert is 24 years old. Wherever that second round pick ends up is probably going to be a guy who is in the what, 21 to 23-year-old range. Yep. Um, that's that's what we need on this team. This team is not good. Yep. And not that it's not good, but it's not performing. And we need young young men to come up and, you know, hopefully uh, boost us up for years to come. So 
I know you mentioned that if the first trade went through the the Kate Otten and the first for um, Deontay Johnson and Austin Hooper, if that trade went through, um, you know, you would love that. And I think, I mean, depending on what happens, I think we could even amend this deal if that deal did go through and just cut off the third and still give up Hunt and Williams for Herbert and the second. And I would be fine with that. And I mean, heck, I mean, if he, someone, you know, let's see, let's see cool. what else on it. I'm, I'm sending, I'm sending it back. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do, again, the trade deadline's tomorrow kickoff. So we got, these guys need to make uh, some choices. So I think this is a co-managed team as well. Okay. So we're going to, I'm actually going to do the exact same counter on both. I'm not going to change anything on, on either side, except for add Khalil Herbert to both packages and let them choose if they want to do just the two running backs from us, or if they want the two running backs plus Hooper. Gotcha. And then we'll see uh, how they respond. All right, we went from three in the inbox to three in the outbox. Ooh, let's go. All right. So I have I I actually I will uh in full transparency here, Drew. I went into all of my leagues or almost all of my leagues and said, Hey, looking for trades for the show, send them my way. Maybe we can get something done. So this is in a league that we're both in. So um Hopefully, I get your unvarnished opinion. Uh, you don't. You don't try to sway me um, down a uh, down a bad path here. But this is in Superflex Army Two. Obviously, our boy uh, Bill McCarthy is in there with us. Um, but you and I, we do not co-own a team in this one. We own separate teams. So. Currently, record-wise, I am seventh. However, out of fourteen, out of fourteen. However, points-wise, mm. I'm third. Oof. Now I believe, and there's a spot for you, right? There's a, I, yeah. I think it's like top four records and then like top two points or something like that. Or maybe it's top five records and most points. I, I don't remember a hundred percent, but I think that as long as I keep my lead right now, which is 75, 76 on um, the next highest scoring player that is not in um i'm in whether it's top one or top two point scores get in so i i should be fine oh man uh it it looks like it's just the top six oh really i thought i thought there was one for most points i'm reading uh i think the og league is that way the first round of the playoffs will be played during the nfl week 14 actually should should 
be 14, right? 14, 15, 16, uh, or it should be 15, 16, 17. Either yeah, way, whatever. seeds three and six will match up. Four and five will play each other because I think the uh, the one, first and second get a buy. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does have it here. Yeah. Playoff schedule. Yeah. Starting in week 15, three and six, four and five. And the first two. See, six teams will make the playoffs. The tiebreakers are done the following. Top four seeds will be the fourth. Oh, nope. You're right. There it is. The fifth and sixth playoff seeds will go to the next two teams with the highest total points. Okay. So So you're in good shape. I'm good because if we go by that, then the top four. All right. So the fifth place based on record is 99 points behind me. Yep. And And sixth place is 180 points behind you. Right. So barring a collapse because playoffs have not started yet. Yep. I I am looking good. Kind of like my Dallas Cowboys. I'm not locked in, but I am looking good for a playoff spot. Okay. So I have a trade in my inbox and I want to talk this out with you and see what you think. So this is from our boy, Papa Trees. Okay. New to the league, took over for a team, right? Yep. Took over for moves. I love that. He's been wheeling and dealing. He has been trying to set himself up for future success. Okay. He would give me the aforementioned Jared Goff. He would give me Indianapolis's own Jonathan Taylor. And he would give me a 2024 second round pick from our friend and brother, Bill McCarthy at Super Duper Flex, okay. which Bill has been killing it in this league. So most likely in 2024, that would be a late 2024. Okay. So I would have to give up. The injured Javante Williams. Okay. My boo thing, Garrett Wilson. Mm. Yeah, you see, you, you, you kind of mm, like I'm. Mm. And a 2024 first round pick. So, on, I, I want you to give me your opinion on its face. What are you thinking about this deal? So you get Goff, JT, and a 24 second to Correct. get and giving up Javante, Garrett Wilson, and a 24 first. Correct. Which the drop off from that first to his it's his second. No, no, it's, it's Bill's, Bill's second. second. Okay. So you're you're dropping probably a whole round there, is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pro it's probably at least a round. Okay. And he wants to send you Jared Goff because you have Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, Sam. Yeah, Donald, my, cor- my quarterbacks are garbage. Okay. You have Nick and- Chubb. You have newly minted starter Latavius Murray. Yes. Uh, Elijah I'm- Mitchell, Tony Pollard, and Jamal. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard about these guys. It's almost like we were talking about them leading okay. up to this question. I didn't want to do it to you, but I, I kind of sort of did. And then you've got Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Jarvis Landry, 
Devonta oh. Smith, Garrett Wilson. That is a that's a solid yeah. wide receiver room, my friend. Well, I you know what? I let me not lie to you. I honestly, at the beginning of this season, was trying to tear this thing to the studs because this is what we hear every fantasy analyst talk about. This was the dreaded middling team, always between kind of sixth place and eighth place and never really going up and never really going down. And I said, dude, I want to tear this thing to the studs. You know what happened? Not one soul wanted to trade with me. They were like, yeah, I understand what you're trying to do, but that's not what I'm trying to do. (laughs) So then I started scoring points, and then I started winning games, and then I've been trying to upgrade this team. Well, no one wants to help me do that. (laughs) So um, it's it's been a little bit of a trip. Uh, with this team, but that this is an interesting, this is an interesting deal. So, yeah, I, I, I like it in principle. You've got enough uh, as you, as I go down the list here with Deontay and Devonta Smith. At least you maintain some youth there. Stefan Diggs should be good for another couple of years. He should be producing well mike evans i think he's another one of those guys that we just expect to fall off one of these years but all he does is score yep um you know landry i think is tapering but uh man i i am i am okay to move javante for decent value that is i think when i look at the injury and the things that i've read there uh if people are making that comparison to a jk dobbins injury I don't know that Javante helps anybody a whole lot next year. Can, and... can I be honest with you? Always. On my side of the deal, Javante is the player I am most comfortable with moving. Yep. And I know, I know that could be shocking to some because I have professed my love yep. for Javante on many of occasions. Yep. But, but it, it, it hurts me more to move Garrett Wilson who I loved before the process and picked them up yeah. damn near everywhere. And the first, those hurt me more <laughs> than yeah. moving Javante, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if you could get, it's almost like you've done this well so far, I guess, because I mean, you've been, have you, who've you been starting Corvink? You've been starting Jacoby Brissett. So you're losing it, that production now, or it, it's, it's been, Kind of a like Daniel Jones has always started. Okay. And then it's kind of been a like spin the roulette wheel almost between yeah. Jacoby Brissett and uh Zach Wilson. And now obviously Zach Wilson ain't gonna matter. Yeah. Um Jacoby Brissett in another couple weeks is not gonna matter. Yeah. So you know, I but here's my thing. Does Jared Goff matter? Nope. I think if you can get, man, it, like I don't know what his I, I, what what he's open to, but like you know, depending on how much he wants Javante, I mean, does Javante and a second next year get you to JT or get you close? If he's trying to shed those points, set himself up. Um, 
And I'm, I'm even looking here too, like on your taxi squad, I mean, you've got Bailey Zappi who's had, he, he's played a game or two. So like, he just want another young quarterback, like, great. Throw him in with Javante and a, a second next year and get yourself some JT. Cause yeah, I giving up both the 24 first, which again, you can get that back. That I think that's something that I've had to get better about is trading away future first, knowing that there, there are ways to get them back if you really want to get that pick back. But, um, but yeah. here's the, here's the thing. Garrett Wilson hurts. Here's the thing about, I don't mind trading 24 first, but like, damn, I want like, I want something that I'm happy about. And am I like even JT, right? It's like, oh, but it's JT. But like, has it really been JT? Like, he's been good this year. But like, I'm looking at his, I'm I'm looking at his points in this in this particular league. One, two, three. Out of four, six, eight, three out of eight weeks that aren't double digits in points. So almost 50% of the games that he's played in, he has yeah. not got to double digits. Now, yeah. he, had, he had a 25-point game against the Texans, and he had a 23-point game against the Raiders. But it's like, yeah, he beats, he beats up on the bad teams, but he doesn't really dominate against the good teams. And, and here is here's the rest of his schedule versus Steelers. All right, that's a bad team. At Cowboys, I think that's a good team. At Vikings, I understand they just got blown off the face of the planet, but I still think they're a good team. Versus the Chargers, I mean, that's kind of a coin flip if they're yeah. actually good or not good. Yeah. And then at the Giants, and they've looked really good in situations. They've looked really yeah. bad in situations. So, like, really, who who is the for sure bad team that they play? The Steelers. The All the rest of those teams can be good teams. Maybe they're not, like, a team like the Giants and a team like the Chargers, maybe they're not minted as like for sure good teams but like they've played they've played well i mean the chargers almost beat the chiefs twice like you have to be a good team to be you know within what a field goal i think both times yeah so i mean that that's what scares me against that's what scares me about jt is like yeah, against the Steelers, he might put like 22 up. And then he might like score like 22 for the rest of the season. Yeah, so I, I don't know. You know. So if we're going with with Tress here specifically, I was just looking. He also has Elijah Moore on his team. So if, you, if you're sending Garrett Wilson and get Elijah Moore back and, and balance it out a little bit that way, if there's a package to put together there, I know you're not as excited about the production and so forth now, but – but I feel, then, I feel like I need – I feel like Elijah Moore – does that help me win a championship this year? 
Not this year, but if you get him with JT. But that, but that goes back to me. Like, is JT helping me win a championship this year? If you can get him and hold what else you have, then yeah. I, I think he has the potential. He, he's a league-winning talent. He is. But let me uh, let me look at his team and see if there are like other players that I I personally am higher on. I don't think so. He's got mm-hmm. Wendell Robinson, Kadarius Tony, <laughs> Juan Dele. Oh, man. Juan um, so obviously he's not going to part with a guy like Ken Walker because Ken Walker is youth and that's what you want. Yep. Um, yeah, this team is a straight garage. Um, I mean, honestly, I know this might sound crazy, but this is this is something that came to my head. Javante for Goff at a second. Don't do that to yourself. You should get more for for Javante than that. Am I going to get more for Javante than that? I think you have to look at the top of the league. I think you have to look at here you go. Here you go. You're, You're in this league. Would you give me more? For uh, yes, if I had a our our team is we're another team. So the the moral of today's episode is <laughs> do not co-manage with Drew because <laughs> you're getting the one oh two. No, no, we co-manage in junkies, <laughs> and we're a playoff team. We are. Um, I'm not going to let you do that to yourself, but you know what? Look, let's pivot here. Let's yeah. pivot. I mean, I've got seconds galore uh, in this yeah, league. Seconds galore. That that sounds like the uh, the opening verse to a bad country song. Uh, what team are you? We are uh, the Lasso Special. Oh, love that! Love that name. Love that. I've tried to make some trades with you, and you've been part of this conspiracy to keep me from improving or deproving my <laughs> my uh my team um all right let's see what you got oh you got fields you rat bastard uh-huh uh-huh um let's see let's see god this team is uh this team is nothing good this is this is being recorded josh just remember that i, I mean i <laughs> listen Puff Pass Kick earlier said that uh, I'm cold, and <laughs> I, I just say I'm honest. Um, not cold though, just honest. Yeah, wow. if we had a if we had a another quarterback that was in that range, that's the problem. Is we're we're you know value wise we're top heavy with Fields, Kyler, and yeah. then you know everybody else is injured. Trey Lance is on IR. Uh, I mean, Desmond Ritter's not doing anything yet. If he, if Mariota gets hurt and he's a starting quarterback, right? But, would you take Ritter in a second? If you're going to take Goff in a second, no, because Goff is starting games. Goff is actually playing. I'm just saying, if 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 Mariota gets hurt this week and Ritter's a starter moving forward, no, because I would need to see like what Ritter mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Is Ritter just a uh, 
Marcus Mariota 2.0, or, or is he actually going to kind of like open this up a little bit and, and like actually throw the ball to, you know, Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts and well, the guys not, they spent throwing anything to Kyle Pitts. Dude, I, I know. I don't get why, as a head coach, you, you spent a top five pick on Kyle Pitts and then spent a top pick, 10 pick on Drake London and then decide, ah, you know what we're going to do? Not throw the ball. But that's another story for another day. Um, so, yeah, I, I think yeah, for Javante, you should be able to get more than that. I, I get you're not going to get the two firsts value. No, no. But um, you should be it able would... to get a starting quarterback that is – honestly, I think you should be able to get like – if the team's not going anywhere, you should be able to get a, a Kirk Cousins-ish. Oh, oh, you know what? You know what, Drew? You you have uh, or a Derek Carr. You have piqued my interest here. Who has? No, I I don't want. I don't want any part of it. Besides Josh Jacobs, I don't want any part of that Vegas. You you'd uh, rather have Jared Goff over Derek Carr for the rest of the season? Yes. If if the two offers were Jared Goff. In an early second, and Derek Carr in an early second, you would take the golf offer. Uh, yes, I think so okay. because I because I at least know okay. that, like, yeah, Jared Goff is going to have some stinkers. I actually, as soon as I look at this, all right, I know who has cousins. Let's see where they are in the standings. You may you may have just stumbled onto something here. Oh yeah, that dude. Ain't Oh yeah. Oh. Okay, Kevin. Oh. Let's talk, my man. Oh. Because he's also got JK Dobbins on IR. Yeah. Yeah. He can stack up. He can get his stacks up. Oh. I mean, heck, you could get Kirk Cousins and Andy Dalton and get two shots at this thing. Okay. I don't want any parts of Andy Dalton. I'm just saying. If you, that dude you're sucks. playing the does he? Andy Dalton? Let's see. Yeah, let's Last see. Last six weeks, you had a 50-50 shot of getting 20-plus points from him. From? From Andy Dalton. Okay. Week 7, 28.5 against Arizona. Week 8, 21 against Las Vegas. Stymied against Baltimore with 11, old divisional rival. Only three against Pittsburgh, which also divisional rival. So division games, you know, there's room because divisional games are tough. And then uh, last week in L.A. put up 28 points. And, and you said this was what in the last how many weeks? Last uh, last five or six weeks since he took over for Winston. What week was that? I think he took over in week four when he got injured. And you said you had a 50-50 shot of getting a 20-point week? Since uh, since week six, six, seven, eight. Nine, oh, seven, since eight. week six. Yep. Yeah. You're not. So you're once not. you got into the rhythm and, and you know starting with the ones, etc. Reminds me of uh, Cool Runnings. Feel the <laughs> rhythm. Feel the but, rhyme. Yeah, that's right. I love that movie. Um, but you know what? I am loving this Cousins thing. Or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I don't know about Aaron Rodgers. Like. Man, I, like I thought they found their way after the Dallas game, and then they like laid an egg against mm-hmm. the Titans. So, like, yeah, 
I'm wondering if he found. He's got he's got a couple of older quarterbacks you'd go after. But I I like this Cousins thing, especially because I gotta believe that after that Cowboys debacle, he's he's got to be at an all time low. You would think. Because after you watch that and you watch just, I mean, he got sacked seven times. Mm. Like, he, you know, he didn't say he saw ghosts, but he was kind of talking <laughs> about he, he was seeing ghosts out there. Um, yeah, I'm curious what the, uh, what, what, not, what's the calculator say? 14 teams, super flex, tight end. It's, pre- it's pretty much dead even. Between Cousins and Javante. There you go. And I'm looking at the schedule. So here's the thing. Kirk Cousins plays in prime time tomorrow. <laughs> so. But it's a Thursday. Does that really count? 820, that's prime time. It is. It is. That's prime, that's prime time. So this is why I'm looking at the schedule. See, because I do things like this. And then it never changes my mind, but I, I just like thinking that I'm the smartest guy in the room. Now, here's the interesting thing. It looks like the Vikings have two games with TBD times. And I'm wondering if they're like, <laughs> like, I wonder if that's because they're like Sunday night games that could get flexed or. Yep, probably. <laughs> So we can we can close with this one here because uh, we're also in that league as well with Puff Paskick. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I don't know. I, I think you take a run at it, and you know if you I, prefer Cousins, start there. But maybe I you think, give him the choice. Hey, give me Rogers or Cousins. You can have Javante. Yeah, I know I'm Rogers gonna, was playing with a broken thumb, but I mean, he's still putting up points. Even I, even in the, the his floor. I mean, he's had you know. Minus week one against Minnesota, where it was just absolutely god awful. Yeah, he's had double digits every week except for week nine, where he's at just under ten, which is pretty get pretty bad against Detroit. But um, you know, he's got Philly, which is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, if he still owns the Bears, we'll see that. Rams don't scare me. Miami should be a shootout. Minnesota at home should be interesting for a championship week. So I don't hate either one of those guys for Javante based on what you're trying to do. Keep yeah, your first. I, keep Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm setting it up, and I'm actually I have to be very smart about this because um, I'm going to make it for 5 p.m. This has a very short shelf life because yep. I don't want to leave this open and Kirk Cousins get hurt. So it's for tomorrow. At 5 p.m. There you uh, go. Javante for Kirk Cousins. And we'll see. Uh, then you got your super flex starters. You got your two quarterbacks. You've got enough uh, starters at running back and wide receiver. And then I start shooting them. Shooting yeah. Them up. I like that. I like that. All right. You want to you wanna take puff passes? At, Let's take a look. Out? All right. So. I'll pull up his team. I'm doing a pretty terrible job at trying to get get an early pick again this year. Yeah, you keep winning these games. I'm like, man, look at Drew just, just 
beating the brakes off of people. <laughs> Drew with four freaking wins. You're only two games behind me, my man. Yeah. I'm I'm currently occupying the last playoff spot. Um, but you you're right there. You're in the hunt. Am I? <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I mean, you yeah, because you have one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six teams that have scored less points than than you have. So you're the seventh highest scoring team. You're right, right there, smack in the middle. Pow, pow. How, how do playoffs work here? Is it straight standings or is it straight points? standings? Okay, yeah, I got some work to do. <laughs> Hey right, man, it's it's a two game gap. It could be it could be easily overcome. But mm-hmm. let's let's look at the best team ever. I love the name. Another guy, Jared Goff. Jared, this guy always comes up. This Jared Goff character. Um. Yeah. I'm All right. So he, so Puff Fast Kick says here he's gotten a couple of late twenty three firsts. Gotta love it. And he's wondering if he'd be able to compete by 2024, even if he uh, strategically starts lesser players. I mean, here's what I would do. I mean, and this isn't a, this is going to turn your entire team around, but you got Mike White on your bench. I'd be offering him to all the contenders for a third. Mm -hmm. Get Get him right off the roster. Sell, sell while, yep. Because I mean, you and I just hyped them up, you know, or maybe, I, maybe you mentioned them and then I hyped them up. Oh no, I like, think he's gonna have a solid game. I mean, I was like three hundred and two touchdowns. Yeah, and I'm sure there are other people because they remembered his first start mm-hmm. last year, which is pretty much that's what he did. Three hundred and two. I mean, I he, think it's three touchdowns and a pick. I mean, his jersey went to. His jersey went to Canton because didn't he like score? Like, didn't he have the most amount of yards for an undrafted free agent? I, I forget what it was. In like in his first start in uh in league history or something like that. So he'd be the first guy that I, I uh shove right out of the door. Um let's see who else is on this team that could do something. Yeah, I took oh. over. Uh, took over a, a tough. Yeah, this is this is tough because really, I mean, you got uh, you Which got. Which he stripped it down to to get those first. So. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, but I'm saying, like, unfortunately, to kind of to add stuff, like, I don't think you know what I might try to do. You got Donovan Peoples Jones. Yep, he's been he's been kind of cooking the last yep. few weeks. Um, just sent him to Bill for a third, and I want to say maybe Superflex Army too. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you back on another league here? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah DPJ. Uh, I would got... I would be shooting him out to all the contenders for a second. Yeah, like like yeah. get you your your. I mean, in he has not had a single digit game and I understand that that's a low bar since week six. Like yeah. I mean 
I mean, yeah, he had seven. He had yeah. seventeen points. He had seventeen point one points in this league last week against the Bills. And I understand the Bills were missing guys in the back end, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're playing Tampa Bay. Has Tampa Bay been a defensive powerhouse this year? Nope. Not really. Nope. Houston the week after that. Nope. Get it. Um. Oh, and it and that's the return of the Sean Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you got the Bengals, you got Baltimore, you got New Orleans. Yeah, a couple of tough ones. But, yeah, yeah, I think between DPJ, Mike White, you know, Mike White would be my priority. Yeah, uh, shoot him out before any anybody can see him play. Yeah, as much it's as a plus matchup. It, it should be a good game for them. Always a lot of hype. And like we said, we, we have so many, so many pieces in place there around him that if you have a competent, competent right. quarterback, somebody who's not going to just – hand the game away i i really think you know i think 303 touchdowns is possible if he walks out there with the same mentality as a taylor heineke or the same way he did last year he's probably going to have a dumb interception along the way or might hold on to it too long and fumble but uh yeah for the yards and the touchdown upside i would be selling hard on that and uh you know maybe maybe we have i don't know 14 teams super flex so quarterbacks are a little bit sparse so you can definitely get a little premium there, and maybe you get somebody like like Josh in the other league we were talking about, who is about to lose a Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun Watson coming back, or you yeah. know, maybe you find you know Zach Wilson manager who was actually having to start him because of how deep this league is. So right. I'd be looking there, Jared Goff, sure, get what value you can there, and then yeah, DPJ, I would absolutely be trying to find matches for those three. Yeah, try to try to get to see if somebody give you two seconds for golf. Start there, you know. And, and listen, the great thing about this league is there's no trade deadline. So if if you know a top three yep, guy all of a sudden that. loses somebody, that's when you really swoop in and go. Listen, I mean, let's just see here. So Jay Money Jerry, he is stacked. Yeah, he he's he's yeah monster. But I mean, he his second quarterback right now is Geno Smith. And Matthew Stafford, who's out. Yeah. So keep an eye on that situation there. Not that – I mean, he could go and he could pivot to a Leonard Fournette. He could pivot to uh, a George Pickens to get into the Superflex too. So it's not like he'd be hurting and he has to have a quarterback. But those are the types of th- teams that you well, want to – Here, Here's another one. Uh, Jay Snake is third. Yep. Jacoby Brissett is one of his quarterbacks. There it is. He ain't, ain't going to have Jacoby Brissett in a couple weeks. Yep. So – uh, see, see what he wants to do with with a Jared Goff. I love know? that. Um, and he's got, I mean, he he's got twenty four first. I mean, even at this rate, yeah. If you whatever you have to do to get to that twenty four first, yeah. There you go. Because I'm sure got a guy like like a Jay Snake. You know, if it's a chance to win the championship, a twenty four first don't mean nothing to him. Yeah. It's so. Why don't we hit this last question real quick? Sure. Uh, we've been going for a while already, but um, from you want to throw it up on the screen? I can do that. My man from RS German traded Pierce and Olave for Chase. How we feeling? Now I'm going to assume that this is a redraft league. Um, if you if you did this in Dynasty, I feeling real good. Um. But I'm going to make the assumption that this is redraft. And to be honest with you, 
I like it a lot. Um, I was never high on Pierce, and he kind of he proved me wrong for a little bit. But you know, Benjamin is in town. That team is always a little sketchy on how they use their players, and Olave was good when Jameis was out there. But this Andy Dalton thing has not been great for Olave. Um, so give me yeah, Chase. I like it either way. I mean, obviously, I love it more in Dynasty, but I mean, if the, even if this is redraft, I loved it too. What are your thoughts, Drew? Yeah, I I think it's uh, it's solid, and there there are some folks out there that are really really into Crystal Lobby, especially for Dynasty. Um, I think he, is he where is he compared to the other rookie wide receivers this year? I feel like he's been doing really well. I mean, even with Dalton, he's been double digits almost every week. So. Let's check out. So I, I think it. this is a this is an interesting one here. Again, depending on league settings, like how many starters do you need? If this is a, a fourteen team league, I could see making this kind of move uh, with Chase. I would, you know, of course, like to get as much as I can back. And I'm not a huge. I don't think I'm quite on the the Damian Pierce train like uh, some other folks are. I don't know that it's sustainable. I think it's the situation is right for him this year. I don't know that he holds that through a, a coaching change in the next year or two, if that's what's coming up. But um, again, if you're a contender and you just need to have some depth and Olave has shown you enough over the last seven, eight weeks, Pierce has obviously done a good bit and you want to kind of split Jamar chase into these two guys. I don't hate it. And I could, I could definitely see how somebody would get there. So 10 team league, eight and three. Okay. So, yeah, 10-team league, you're trying to consolidate. So, yeah, love it. Yeah, Olave, Olave has had either 70-plus yards or a touchdown in all but three games this season. So, he's been, he, he's been pretty consistent um, on getting you on the board. But, yeah, I mean, this is a 10-team league, like Drew said. You're 8-3. and three. I think that uh, – I think that Chase really, uh, really kind of boosts you to another level. Yep. And like Drew said, consolidating is the key in a 10-team league unless you have like 12, 13 starting spots. Yep. Then it kind of it evens out a little bit more. But yep. uh, yeah, that's uh, I love, I love uh, that trade either way. Um, doesn't really matter to me. So, all right, Drew, I think that's it, man. We've been going for a while. We yeah. had a good time on this one, man. We we got to chat. We got to work through some stuff. Uh, one of our trades got uh, rejected. It did. Um, that's fine. That I mean, that's the whole kind of point of um, of trading, right? It, it's obviously you want to get a trade done, but you you know, there's some back and forth. You know, we we all value players a little bit differently. Even when we spoke about. Um, the Goddard trade, right? We were like, we we thought a little bit differently about where the uh, where the value was, right? Um, so that's the fun of it. But on that note, we're out of here. It's been such a good time. Remember, if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, please hit the bell, please leave a comment. Um, we love the interaction, and we love. Uh, we, we love what that does for us. 
Um, if you're doing a podcast thing with us, thank you very much. Almost two hours. That's crazy. That's a lot of time. I mean, I guess the good news is if you're traveling for Thanksgiving tomorrow, you have something to listen to or while you're cooking the turkey Indeed. or making the stuffing or the mashed potatoes or whatever you're doing, you got something to listen to. Um, just remember, um, subscribe. Maybe we will refer to you by someone else. Rate, review if you can. We love all that stuff. Happy Thanksgiving, Drew. Happy yep. Thanksgiving you to too. everyone listening and watching. We appreciate you guys. We are thankful for all of you. And on that note, Drew, we are out of here. Late. Late.